my friends, and welcome back to the Fantasy Injury Team Podcast, brought to you by Guys Trip. Are you planning a golf trip, bachelor party, sporting event trip, or just need a weekend getaway with the guys? Guys Trip plans your entire trip and saves you up to 30% off retail pricing for rental homes, nightlife, golf, transportation, and so much more. Visit guystriplive.com and use the code FIT, F-I-T, for 10% off your fee today. Guys Trip, just show up. Tom, I don't know where the year went. We are somehow here in week 14 of the NFL. Most leagues have playoffs coming up next week. Tom Christ, the doctor of physical therapy. We need your help, Tom. What can you do for us? What's going on? Guys going to the Dominican Republic tomorrow. Big smile on his face. What's new with you, my guy? That's what's new. I This is my last responsibility before... I get a, a couple hours of sleep and, and head off to the Caribbean. <laughs> Great time, Tom, our world traveler. And Tom, I have found myself on the injury report this list. I'm sure you could hear it at, at home or wherever you're joining us out there. Tom, what, what do you know about vocal cords? What can you tell me about my recovery time frame and how I might perform this week or next week coming off this injury? Well, Joe, I think you are doing a, a noble job of fighting through your illness right now. And, um, <laughs> I think that I would still start you in my fantasy lineup. Listen, we, we see about a 10% drop in production, but the numbers I've been putting up this year, RB1 numbers, I think I'm still startable as well. And I'm not even sick. It's just from basketball season. I coach basketball, screaming. Yeah, I'm just loud. I just am vocal on the court. I'm screaming. I'm yelling. I'm getting excited. Tomorrow's our first scrimmage. I'm super excited, ready for that. But, Tom, we have a ton of injuries so let's get right into it. I think we got like 20-something guys to talk about. So let's pick your brain here, Tom, in a really, really important week. Once again, week 14, most fantasy leagues start their playoffs next week. So you might be fighting for a playoff position or a bye or maybe something to do with the loser's bracket or most points, whatever it is. But let's get to it, Tom. Let's start with Trevor Lawrence, an ankle sprain. He's QB 13 on the year, been coming on lately. But what's going on with Trevor Lawrence and his ankle? scary looking injury i mean the way he got bent over his knee was totally bent way beyond where it's supposed to be the guy landed on him he twisted over himself somehow some way trevor escaped with only a high ankle spring which is obviously a bad injury but great news for how that injury looked um this is not a typical mechanism for a high ankle sprain the way that the injury happened and i think the where the injury truly happened is when the defender rolled over lawrence and you can see lawrence's butt go right into his ankle his own ankle i think that's when the injury probably happened not when his teammate kicks him by accident um but either way high ankle sprain doesn't sound like he's gonna be able to play this week but he doesn't need surgery he's not going on the ir so that's all really good news quarterbacks average missing two games they're typically unaffected from a fantasy production standpoint when they return however this is trevor's right leg the one that he pushes off of for throwing power um so we'll see we'll see how he progresses over the next week or two i don't expect him to play this week but he should be back within a few weeks so he could be relevant in the fantasy playoffs this is a very similar injury to what we saw patrick mahomes deal with in the playoffs last year and he went through for 326 yards and two touchdowns in the very next game. Now, Mahomes is a different breed of human being than most. But 
Trevor's really, really talented too. So I could definitely see him playing well again this season. And depending how much time they give him to rest, it could be that first game that he returns. All right. Sounds good. And I won't lie. I'm over here as you're talking about that listening, but scrambling to find the pronunciation for the replacement. CJ Bethard. I think it's Bethard. Bethard. CJB is their replacement. Now, fantasy-wise, looking probably just at a bump to ETN just based off volume. Had a nice week last week. Got back into the end zone. I'm thinking a potential bump here to Ingram. You know, he got his first touchdown of the season last week. And then on paper, I haven't really watched too much Jack State but they need to target Ridley more. I don't know what's going on with him. He's super talented. I mean, I know he's coming back for the first time, you know, in, in a couple of years, but they got to target Ridley more. We'll talk a little bit later about Christian Kirk, but sounds like decent news for Trevor Lawrence. How about Derek Carr, Tom? Now I wrote here shoulder back concussion, 30 different injuries, but what we're looking at really the concussion, right? Is that the one that we're focused on here? Pretty much the whole body here. Uh, yeah, the concussion <laughs> is the the overarching one. He did actually practice in a limited capacity today. So that tells us the ribs and the shoulder are doing okay, especially since we're not hearing too many reports on them at this point. But with it being a concussion, we know he's got to pass through the protocol. So it's just a waiting game here. We wait to see if he can play or not. All right. Sounds good. Great to hear that he's playing. And I know that he's hurt. I know he's banged up. But honestly, Tom, the more I watch him, the more I think he isn't a capable NFL winning quarterback. Like everything he does is a check down. I talk about it all the time. I think his vision sucks. I root for him and I, and I like the Saints and I, and I like to watch them play. But he, he hasn't been very good. Feed me Jameis. Electric, man. You I, see love, the first play? I love some Jameis, man. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, wasn't that the play that got like deflected? In it the was a deflection. The most Jameis play of all time. It's the most Jameis play. People are on Twitter were like, I guess they were just watching box scores. They're like, oh, what do you know? Jameis first play, 30-yard bomb to Olave. I'm like, dude, he threw it up in the traffic. It got hit three times, and Olave came down with it. But listen, that's the plays that he makes. But we will continue to monitor Derek Carr. And next up is another quarterback that, uh, as respectfully as possible, I, I just cannot bear watching play football anymore. It's Kenny Pickett. He is QB 26 on the year, averaging 9.2 points per game as a quarterback. And now he's dealing with what, Tom, a high ankle sprain? That is not a good fantasy average. Uh, it's horrendous. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, high ankle sprain. He did go and get the tightrope procedure, so his was pretty severe if it required the surgery. Um, guys can push to return in three to four weeks from this injury. It's, it's tough. If you look online at the post-operative protocols most of them are saying like seven eight weeks return to sport but we know these nfl players are built a little bit different and these teams push them to get back on the field quicker so we have seen players return pretty quick like two in college was three or four weeks that he returned from this injury um, but i don't really expect pickett to play well when he returns because he wasn't playing well <laughs> before he got injured so there's no reason to have him on your fantasy roster. As far as the other assets on this offense, I think I see Trubisky as maybe even a better provider for them. So I actually see an upgrade, not a big one, but a little upgrade for the rest of the offense here. Yeah. I mean, I'm not really starting a Steelers quarterback, but I think for the other options, you know, we're talking about Pat Fryermuth or, Maybe you like their running backs or George Pickens or Deontay Johnson, whoever it might be, right? Like, I think Trubisky is 
of all the backup quarterbacks, he's a guy that I see like I'm not worried about. And if you were starting those Steelers, I still would. But they got Tom embarrassed at home playing the Cardinals. They got hammered 24-10. James Conner had a freaking day. Frustrating team to watch the Steelers, man. It's just boring, boring games. And that's been, before we move on to, to some running backs here, I, I feel like there's been so many just low-scoring games this year. And, and look at this week's schedule, guys. If you're bored sitting there, look at some of the over-unders this week. It's stuff that I've never seen before. We're going to get to a couple of those coming up. So many low totals. I don't know what's going on with the NFL, but definitely not as much offense as we would like. Okay, let's go to both of the Seattle running backs. So, Tom, we got Charbonnet and Ken Walker. I'll let you talk us through. I know Charbonnet's dealing with the knee, Ken Walker with an oblique. What do you expect out of this backfield going forward? I, I just I don't know if I love or hate Pete Carroll's reports on his players injured. Did you see what he said today about these guys? Did not, but I know that Pete Carroll is infamous for absolutely well, talk about players blowing smoke. He'll talk about like their fourth running back and be like, Man, this guy's got talent. This guy is so special. Injuries, I I don't tell us what did he say? What happened? He said both uh, in regards to both of them, Charbonnet and Walker, he said they did some stuff today. <laughs> Thanks, Pete. Bad time for me to drink my water. Yeah, I did some <laughs> stuff today too, and it wasn't involving NFL workout loads and catches and carries. Like, great stuff. All right, so Tom, you are the doctor of physical therapy. What the hell does stuff mean? What is that? <laughs> Your guess is as good as mine. Uh, well, here's what we do know: Zach Charbonnet. They played Thursday night. His knee was very swollen after the game, so that. <laughs> usually indicates there's some tissue damage or at least some irritation, but doesn't necessarily mean it's super severe. So with over a week, about 10, 11 days to play, that's enough time to get that swelling down. And as long as there's no true instability in the knee, he should be totally fine. Walker, on the other hand, we know he's dealing with that oblique injury, missed the last two games. That's a fairly reasonable timeline for this type of injury. Sometimes it can take a little bit longer. But when guys return from this injury, this season at least, we're not seeing a hit on their fantasy production whatsoever. Christian McCaffrey, Puka Nakua, Jalen Waddell, Amon Ross, St. Brown all had this injury. And when they returned, they balled out. So if Walker is in the lineup this week, I'd expect him to play pretty well. All right. Lots to digest there. Um, here, Tom, you could tell me if you agree or disagree. Here's how I would play it. If Ken Walker's out, I would play Charbonnet in fantasy. If Charbonnet's out, which you said he's not going to be, I would play Ken Walker. But to me, if both are playing, I'm looking to actually sit these guys, man. And I'll tell you why. And then, Tom, you could tell me if you agree or disagree. I mean, they play the Niners. The Niners are just too good. I think Charbonnet's a fine NFL runner. I mean, even last week, I ran 19 times for 60 yards. He's got some burst to him. Had a long catch for 39 yards. But they play the Niners, number one in the NFL against the run, allowing just a total of 79 rush yards per game. The Niners just blow teams out, man. I mean, Tom, I love, not I love, but I know the Eagles are very good. Four Niners just smacked their freaking doors off. 42 sure to did. 19 on the road. The birds were home. You weren't at that game, were you? No, the weather was lousy. I wasn't going to leave my house. <laughs> um, 42, 19 against the Eagles. So what are they going to do now that they're at home? against the Seahawks. I think to have any upside with these guys, you're going to need a receiving touchdown out of one of them. I'm not willing to make that risk this week. So for me, if I have anything decent, I'm looking to sit these guys. 
What do you think? I mean, I know that's a hard move. Ken Walker being RB 22, Charbonnet 43, but coming on a little bit here, like how do you feel about them from a fantasy perspective? That is a bold move. I, I don't hate it. I think I would play Walker just because he, he's a guy that has a nose for the end zone and a nose for big plays. So right. while the Niners could bottle him up on, you know, 18 carries, it could be that 19th carry that he pops a 50 yarder. So I do think that there's still value there, but I absolutely see where you're coming from. Yeah, and, and just to conclude with him, I just don't like Ken Walker's run style against the Niners team that gets behind the line of scrimmage so often. Like, you know, you know how Ken Walker runs where I don't even know how to describe his style. He's remember they used to describe Le'Veon Bell as like a patient. They always he's such a patient run. Like that's kind of how Ken Walker is. But you're right, he could break run, break one. But again, the injury worries me a little bit. But again, you kind of address that. Okay, on to Brian Robinson. This guy, man, been in. I mean, I don't have a single share of him, but RB5, 12.4 points per game is not even tremendous. But Brian Robinson has been a story of consistency. I know they're on a bye this week, but after the bye are coming up, what do you got on Brian Robinson? Hamstring injury, running backs average missing 2.2 games. Uh, and of course, there's a spectrum there. Now, we don't know what his present status is because they're on that buy, so we don't have any practice reports, but that is what running backs average missing. And when they return, they don't see a dip in fantasy production with 37% meeting or exceeding their pre-injury baseline. So obviously, he's on a buy this week. You're not going to play him. Next week, if he's good to go, you can confidently start him. And if he's not good to go, I do not immediately jump to playing Antonio Gibson. Um, what we saw last week when Robinson went down and watched the tape, um, I think his first name is Chris Rodriguez. Chris Rodriguez, he got a good amount of carries. He runs a very, very similar style to that of Brian Robinson. I looked it up. Robinson, 228 pounds. Rodriguez, 224 pounds. He's going to be involved much more than people would like, I think, if Robinson does miss time. But I guess Tom will talk about that a little bit next week. We'll see how Robinson recovers. But the Commanders, man, at least me and you can agree on that, that we both hate the Cowboys and that we both don't like the Commanders. They're another freaking tragedy in the NFL. They just – Sam Howell just invents ways to to stink. I don't know. I think he's gotten a little bit better, but – I think he's pretty good. I, I, I'm a hater of him, and I know that he's gotten better. And he's – I think a lot of people out there are going to like be like, Joe, what the hell are you talking about? I, I just – I just don't understand how Terry McLaurin leaves a game with three targets and zero catches. I, I just don't get it. I don't understand it. Uh, I don't, they don't like Jahan Dotson. He finds Curtis Samuel, who has been a thorn in my side all year. Maybe I'm just griping at the fact that I picked Jahan Dotson and I'm upset about that, but <laughs> I just don't love Sam Howell because he doesn't get my guys, guys involved. But again, I mean, they've, he's been okay. He's progressed, but we will monitor and continue to look at Brian Robinson. Got another running back. This one a little bit older. It is Aaron Jones, MCL sprain, RB45 on the year. Yuck, man. I mean, the silver lining this week for the Packers, if he is able to go, is they play the Giants, who rank 28th against the run. And the Packers, I'll ask you this too, Tom, a lot of questions for you. I'm going to ask you if they're legit, man. At a 27-19 win against the Chiefs, my sister's a Packers fan. She's so excited. She wore her jersey to school. But let's rewind a little bit. Um, why don't you talk a little bit about Aaron Jones? What do you think about him going forward here? So he's missed the last two games with that MCL injury, the fifth of his career. That's a lot. 
And in the prior four, he's missed either one or two games, never any more than that. So if he follows his history, he should play this week, but that that's not a pattern that we need to really think too closely about. We still need to see how he does throughout practice this week. They play Monday, so we don't have a Wednesday practice report, but we'll obviously keep a close eye on him. But even if he does play, I don't know that I'm starting him this week. And here's why. So running backs see a 14% dip in fantasy production. That's not killer, but Green Bay, very slow to bring their players back from injury in the two games earlier this season that Jones came back from an injury. It was a hamstring injury both times. He only saw 35 and 36% of snaps. That's not a lot. So a combination of coming back from the injury and not likely to see a huge snap share. I, I don't feel comfortable starting him if he plays this week. Wholeheartedly agree with you. Can Jones fall into the end zone because they're beating the terrible Giants? Yes, but what'd you say, Tom? 14% dip? Yeah, and that's not that's not the problem I see here. It, it's the snap share. Okay. Trend. But I mean, I, I was just doing, you know, 9.6 points per game this year, and it, it you know, take off 14% of that, you're down like at eight or below eight, plus the snap share, plus the injury. Like I'm piggybacking off what you were saying. I I totally agree with you on that. Ramondre Stevenson, this one's tough. High ankle sprain, been okay. Again, we talked about him last week, I think, or maybe the week before. Hasn't been that RB, you know, RB2 high upside guy that we wanted, but he's been okay. RB24, 10.6 points per game. But is he, looks like he's going to probably miss some time. What do you think? Yeah, he's he's set to miss a few weeks with a high ankle sprain. It was clear as day watching the video that that's what the injury was. And with the Patriots situation, you got to wonder if his season is over because they are playing for nothing. He's pretty much the only good player on their offense. That's true. And he's still pretty young. Like, if I'm the coaching staff, I'm making sure he's ready for next season because we're not playing for anything. So now from a pure injury recovery standpoint, yeah, he could could totally – get ready in time to play this year. Um, running backs average missing two and some change games from this. So based off that, he could play in the fantasy playoffs. And guess what? Running backs actually do not see any dip in fantasy production when they return from this injury. Of course, re-injury rate is a problem, not only in high ankle sprain, but stuff in the knee, the hip, etc., is something that we often see occur secondary to this injury. But I really, to me, this really just comes down to what is the point of New England playing him again this year? There's not much. And they might ride old man Zeke uh, to, into the ground. Who knows? I mean, I think Ty Montgomery probably gets involved. But the Patriots themselves, just another. I mean, I don't mean to just sit here and, and shit talk all these teams. But holy moly, what an atrocity of an NFL team the Patriots are. Like the Charger, that, I don't know if you saw that game. And a lot of people watch Red Zone, so they didn't see much of it. Chargers beat them 6 nothing. I mean, get, a game with 15 points. Get ready for this. This this thir- Is this the Thursday night game? I think this is tomorrow night. Steelers-Patriots. And and it's it's funny because when I was uh, looking ahead, obviously I'll, tomorrow will be my first night on vacation. And I was like, oh, crap. What game I, am I going to miss? Oh, okay. <laughs> That's fine. I can miss that one. I will be home on my couch also missing this game, watching Family Guy or sleeping or annoying Brit or doing anything I can. 
realistically the game will be on. But I mean, here's the here I had to look this up too. The lowest all time historically NFL, the lowest all time total over under that Vegas projected for a game was in 1993. Tom, we were one years old. It was 28. Tomorrow night or tonight, depending on when you're listening, Patriots at Steelers over under right now is 29 and a half. I don't think in my lifetime I've ever seen anything below 33, 4, 29 and a half. I might have to bet the over just to give my life some excitement. Like that's a game that I would bet the under and it's going to somehow be like 31, 21. Like I'll, I'll take the under if you want to take the over. I'll take the over. We'll do a little friendly five bucks or something like that. All right. Well, I was going to just do it on FanDuel, but that works too. Yeah. Bet against, don't let them take your money. Bet against me. If if you beat me, I'll send you money for a drink over there in, in the Dominican. And if I win, you can send me a babysitter for Avery for, for. <laughs> That's a really, really fair trade off. Especially seems... since I'm going to an all inclusive resort. Ah, uh, well, I'll give you some money for tips, Tom. <laughs> All right, uh, DeAndre Swift, we're going to skip over, right, Tom? It looks like he's healthy. All good there? He's good to go. All right, sweet. Najee Harris, next up, a knee injury, RB27, 9.5 points per game. And for all the smack I've talked about him, he's been better. Um, still been a poor return on value, RB27. But, you know, if he misses time, Tom, I'll let you talk about him. But if he does miss time, it's simple. Warren sees a, a big jump. But do you think he's going to miss time? What are your feelings on Najee going forward? Pittsburgh is optimistic for his outlook. And let's think about this. He played his normal snap share so on Sunday. So this is probably just some soreness and mild swelling versus a true tissue injury, tissue damage. So it looks like he's going to play, and I would expect a normal output from him. All right. Looking forward to it. Before our next player, we are thrilled, everybody, to be partnering with SeatGeek, our friends at SeatGeek. Guys, go check them out. Literally, it is a free $20, whether you're – Buying tickets for a game or a concert or a show, whatever it is, go to SeatGeek, use our code INJURYFANTASY. It's one word. They will literally take 20 bucks off your purchase. Go check it out right now. And Tom, for us, let's check out. This one's tough. Detrimental in all aspects. The Tank Dell injury. It is a fibula fracture. Um, talk to me like I'm a, a young child like or like I'm dumb, Tom. Fibula is where exactly i should know that but tell me fibula things so we have two bones in our shin the tibia is the big one on the front that does most of the weight bearing the fibula is thinner on the outside back portion so if you feel the outside of your ankle that bony prominence that sticks out that's part of the fibula he you could we had some a uh, pretty good video of the defender falling right on his leg. A 300-pound person falling on someone's leg like that is going to break the fibula pretty much every time. With that type of mechanism, I'm concerned that there might be some ligament damage too, and they won't always tell us that. Sometimes they'll tell us way later if that was the case. Either way, season-ending surgery, he's already undergone surgery. We're looking at about a three- to four-month rehab so he'll be ready to go for camp, though. That is the good news here. He had a tremendous rookie season, and he will be fully ready to go for camp next year. So I would expect him to play very, very well right from the start next year. I don't think that this is going to impact him next season. Great. And I really, really hope he does play well next year. I feel terrible for him. I hate the 
I mean, everybody's making fun of the play calling, and I don't think it was right to have him blocking on the goal line on that play. But I really started to like Tank Dell. He was a lot of fun to watch. And it's kind of a fantasy lesson for me going forward, Tom. Just load your bench with rookie receivers, right? Like Tank Dell, who could like who could have predicted or imagined in July, like to have Tank Dell and Puka Nakua on your team? Or like, you know, of course we we knew about some of the other guys like Jordan Addison and all that stuff, but just load up with those rookie receivers. But um, you know, fantasy wise pretty simple i think it's pretty straightforward nico collins has been awesome i mean what he did last week in the absence of dell when he went down was nothing shy of tremendous tom nine catches on 12 targets 191 yards and a touchdown i mean we're not going to look for that every week but he is going to be for the rest of the year and for the fantasy playoffs a legit wide receiver one with upside and tom you know who else i think gets a bump my boy Noah Brown, although he was only targeted twice last week, coming off an injury, I think is what was going on with him, but I think he does get more involved. Okay. Marquise Brown, heel really hasn't been fantasy relevant, and they're on a bye this week, and Trey McBride is better than him, but <laughs> is there anything? I mean, they don't play the same position, but he is the guy there. But anything quickly on Marquise Brown? We just never like to see when an injury gets re-aggravated, but uh, like again, by this week, so we don't have a whole lot of details. We'll check in next week. Next guy, I'm rubbing my hands together like an evil something, and I'm smirking and getting excited because we might have the return of Justin Jefferson. Give me good news, please. He's back. Full practice today. Eight whole weeks to rehab this hamstring. That's going to drastically reduce his re-injury risk. Of course, there's still risk for re-injury, but nowhere near what we're used to when these guys come back in like two or four weeks or something. And he should be 100% himself, top speed, acceleration, cutting, jumping the whole deal. He's good to go. Expect 20 points out of him this week. <laughs> Tom talking all the business. Then he's like, expect 20 points. It is coming. Listen, Vikings need him back. They need a win. I'm expecting a heavy dose of JJ. Guy's a target monster. We know we could go on and on. One of the best in the league. Now, it is only the second time in his career playing without Cousins as his quarterback, but that's not deterring me. You've waited all this time. Reap the benefits. Enjoy Josh, uh, Justin Jefferson. Next up is Puka Nakua. We talked about him earlier. A shoulder. This was the the sideline tackle. He went down and didn't. Am I crazy? He came back in the game. Did he not? He did. Okay. So what do you have on him for this week? He was limited in practice today, but I just got a Shefty notification. Me too. I have it right here. I'm trying to. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. So uh, it, it reads <clears throat> as follows. Rams head coach Sean McVay on wide receiver Puka Nakua's participation status during today's practice. Quote, Puka was limited in the walkthrough, but I don't know what the hell that means because he just did everything. <laughs> End quote. Uh, to me, that tells us Puka's good to go, especially since he returned to the game. This is very, very, very similar to Keenan Allen's situation a couple weeks ago. Uh, I mentioned that in the Instagram video I put out a couple days ago on Puka explaining his injury. We saw the same thing with Keenan Allen. Injured it during the game for Keenan. That was week 11. Came back, played really well, and then the following week was questionable all week and then put up 24.6 points. So... This should not be a problem for Puka. Of course, if he falls on it wrong, it's tackled wrong, it could 
cascade the whole thing again. But assuming that doesn't happen, this should not affect his fantasy production. Great news. Puka Nakua, you big, handsome, long hair guy. I love you. Wide receiver, nine on the year, 14.2 points per game. Listen, as long as Stafford is there again next year, I'm going to be targeting Nakua. I mean, I have no clue when he's going to go. Second round, third, I don't know. He's just always open. He's so much fun to watch. Dynasty is going to be a great. I mean, looking at some numbers here this year already, 77 catches in his rookie year, man. Uh, 1,029 receiving yards, had that long touchdown last week for his fourth. I love him and uh, hope to see him out there this week. And if he isn't able to go, obviously just a bump to cup. But Tom seems optimistic. I do as well. A couple guys left. Amari Cooper, this is a concussion, so we know how that goes, Tom, protocol. But anything else you want to touch upon with Cooper? No, you got it. He did not practice today, so he'll have a harder time being cleared for this week. But we just got to stay tuned. All right. Tough defense is coming up for the Browns. Amari Cooper himself, just wide receiver 31, 9.7 points per game. I really don't know who to trust on this Browns team. I was going to say Jerome Ford, but last week I think Kareem Hunt either outsnapped him or had more yards than him. And another week this week, they play the Jaguars, another gross total of 30. So just not a lot of offense expected, but we will see if, if Cooper is able to go. Christian Watson, guy that's... At four, wide receiver 49, not a great year. Back-to-back weeks, though, of 17.9 and 24.1 half-point PPR points per game. Jordan Love looking good. The Packers looking good. Give us some news on Christian Watson's hamstring. Injured it late in the game the other night, and this is the same hamstring that he injured in camp that forced him to miss the first three games. He's got a history of this. This is his fourth career hamstring injury, and this is only the second season in the league. Of course, the hamstring, very prone to re-injury, but also it's going to affect receivers the most because it is very involved in sprinting, especially the top end speed. So that last 80 to 100% of someone's top speed is when the hamstring really kicks on. And receivers are the one position that actually gets to their top speed regularly, which is why they are more affected than anyone else. Uh, They average missing 1.8 games, see... A mild 13% dip in production when they return. But again, this is Green Bay. They do not rush their injured players back. So I expect them to be very conservative with him. We don't know yet how many games he's going to miss. But his first game back, I would not start him. Okay, tough situation and tough question for you, Tom. Do you think he misses this week against the Giants? It's definitely possible. They, okay. they, ha- they haven't put out practice reports yet because that's a Monday night game. Right. So I can't really make a, a judgment yet. But even if he plays, I'm not starting him. Okay. And wow, it's the Monday night game. So that makes it even harder for us to figure out, like, if we should play him, should we not play him? And weirdly enough, just a side note, this, I just noticed there's two Monday night games this week. So that's fun. We got the Giants-Packers and we got the Titans-Dolphins. Great. We get to watch the Giants get their asses kicked and we get to watch the Dolphins win by four touchdowns. Really great primetime games this week, Tom. Two fun, two fun Monday nights. We have tomorrow's game that's going to be three to two. Please give me okay. All right, Sunday night we got the Eagles Cowboys. All right, okay, that's what we're looking forward to. The other primetime games. That's going to be a good one. That should be a. That's the NFL right there. That's a fun game. Okay, Christian Kirk, tough one, groin. I believe he's ruled out. Is that correct? He is. It's actually a sports hernia, so it's a groin plus a core muscle injury. 
He's getting surgery out six to eight weeks. So his fantasy season is over. This is a very challenging injury because what happens is whether it's an abdominal injury or groin injury, or a lot of times it's both, they both attach right onto the pubic bone. So sometimes what happens is the groin gets stressed really, really hard, pulls that bone, which then causes a tear to the abdominal muscles on the other side. That's usually what happens. It could occur the other way around, but usually that's just going to be an abdominal injury, not the groin. Um, But either way, when this injury is present, very hard to change directions, very hard to rotate your body, very hard to even just like sprint. So this type of injury typically does not respond well to conservative care. That's why they were just like, go get surgery right away. And unfortunately, the timing of the season, the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to have to make it to the Super Bowl, most likely for him to play again this year, which is going to be hard, but it's not out of the question. They're a good team. As long as Lawrence can get back on the field sooner than later, it's possible. But I mean, there's a lot of good teams in the AFC. Yeah, looking at it right now, AFC is loaded. Their division is so weird. Like it's teams that you wouldn't think have winning records. Like I, I don't, I don't think of the Colts as being seven and five. That's like the Texans. Yeah, CJ Stroud's been great. They're seven and five. Jags lead that division by one game. Um, it's going to be tough for them for sure. I mean, the AFC. <laughs> Holy moly, Tom, gun to your head, real quick. Who gets out of the AFC? It's impossible to pick against Patrick Mahomes for me. I'll be a contrarian and take the Ravens just because I like them, but I don't know if their offense is complete enough. Um, all right, NFC, can't pick the Eagles. Who you got? Well, I want to pick the Eagles. Would you act, Would you seriously pick the Eagles over the Niners? The Niners just beat them by freaking 30 or 25. Uh, well, seriously, you are a betting. You, if you pick the Super Bowl matchup right, you win, you win a million bucks. Who would you actually pick? I it's very hard to remove my bias, but I do think I would pick the Eagles because I think they are built to respond well to getting hit in the mouth like they did. And they very much are going to hold a grudge, but in a productive way. So I think if we see the Niners in the playoffs, it's going to be a totally different game. Uh huh. Uh huh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Bias, very, very biased. Very, very biased. <laughs> very biased. <laughs> in a little bit. All right. Well, let's keep to the uh, Philly bias and talk about your tight end, Dallas Goddard. He is expected back. Um, I don't know what you have to talk about here, but actually, I, I have a question before you or whatever after you talk about him. And I want to know: Is this a situation where we should let him play for a week and watch him and see him before deploying him? Or you're shaking no. your head now? Throw him out there. Good to go. Go ahead. What do you got on on Dallas Goddard? Put him in. Upper body injury, not going to affect his running ability to get open, anything like that. These surgeries are really stable, so I'm not expecting any increased re-injury risk or anything like that. And this team needs him back in the middle of the field. He's so dominant there. Yeah, no, he's going to play just fine from the start. All right, throw him in. And our last player to talk about is the Giants tight end, Darren Waller. And it's a hamstring. I don't think he's been activated yet off IR. I'm not sure. But if he is back, same question. Is this a guy we potentially play? What do you think about Waller? Well, he's not going to play this week. The reports are that he's been running and feeling good and could reasonably play in week 15. And this is a situation where normally I'd say, yeah, let's wait a little. But he's been out since week eight. That's a ton of time to rehab this. 
and the Giants do not have a whole lot of other guys to throw to, and the tight end landscape sucks. So, yeah, I think if he plays next week, week 15, what do you got to lose starting him? <laughs> I, you could lose your first-round playoff matchup, but <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> I agree. I mean, maybe we'll talk a little bit about him next week. All right. That was a lot of players. Great job, Tom. Great synopsis there. Uh, are there other guys we are monitoring, looking at, I know you'd like to talk about or at least touch upon some other guys? Oh, there's always more. Isaiah Pacheco dealing with a shoulder contusion, which is a bruise. He should be fine. Don't worry about that. Amari DiMercato, uh, they're on by, of course. He had a neck injury, so we'll just keep an eye on that. Marvin Mims is dealing with a rib injury. If he plays, this really shouldn't affect him. We've seen a ton of guys play just fine after rib injuries. Your guy, Rashid Shahid, is uh, still not practicing with his quad injury. Now, the quad, obviously a massive, powerful muscle, huge for sprinting. Interestingly, receivers typically don't see a drop in production, but with his game being built on speed, I would expect him to be hindered by that a little when he returns. Demario Douglas out tomorrow with a concussion. Dawson Knox was just activated off the IR. Of course, he had that rib surgery, or I'm sorry, wrist surgery. Um, it'll be interesting to see if he plays. Dalton Kincaid's been killing it in his absence. Yeah. Tyler Higby, neck, did not practice. We'll keep an eye on him. And that's all I got. Well done, Tom. All right. Tom is literally the best at this. He's my go-to guy. I was looking to make a trade today and texted Tom, and he reassured me that everything is okay. And uh, thank you for that, Tom, and thank you for giving us all this research and insight and your expertise on the matter. We also need your expertise for our next segment because I have been – I'm talking crap about some of these NFL teams. I have not been good at this, Tom, the sleeper picks. You have been pretty solid at it, which I'm grateful for that. We kind of balance each other out. I'm dragging down the team here, but guys, I'm trying my damn best. The only lesson I'm getting out of this is that betting is freaking hard. <laughs> it's really freaking tough. It, that like, is, I, it's true. I can't catch a win. I, I felt good about Moss last week. I don't even think I was close. I think I was off by 30, 40 yards. I mean, some of the other ones I've had some very tough beats this year, regardless. I'm four and nine on the year, but listen, show goes on. This week in week 14, I like Jonathan Mingo. I like his over because it's so low. It's 36 and a half. So I'm taking the Jonathan Mingo over 36 and a half yards. He's been going under the radar these last couple weeks, really progressing. He's getting open more. I was looking at some of those dynamics, some of those numbers. I think he's really improving. Two weeks ago, had four catches on six targets for 60 yards. Last week, six catches on, I believe, a season high 10 targets for Mingo for 69 yards. Panthers really have nothing to lose. I think they're one and 10, one and 11, something like that. Bryce Young is going to continue to develop throw. We threw 31 times last week. I think Mingo's their best option with Adam Thielen going into his 45th season and whoever the hell else they have over there. I like Mingo. Um, you know, so <laughs> I'm taking him. Uh, it doesn't mean you have to. If I was you guys out there, I would follow Tom's picks here. Uh, Tom. Stay toasty. Uh, I think I might be four and nine, and you're nine and four, or something like that. I know you had Henry eight, last week. Who went eight to and five? Sitting at eight and five. I think I'm on a uh, three week win streak here. Yeah. Okay. All right. Great. Let's, Move on. Who you, who you got? Who you let's, got? Let's extend that to four with Zach Moss over eighty seven point five rushing and receiving yards. So his hold on, hold on. I, I'm gonna be so mad when this hits because I took the over for him last week, and I'm just. Yeah. 
It's going to hit. This is a lock. Keep going. I'm sorry. This is a lock. It's, it's a total lock. So it's, it's a lock. It's Zach Moss over 87.5 total yards, essentially. Cincinnati is ranked 27th against the run, averaging allowing 133.9 yards per game. And they also average allowing 41.6 passing yards to running backs. In games where Zach Moss has been the lead back, that's eight games, he averages 79 rushing yards and 18 receiving yards. 79 plus 18 equals more than 87 and a half. (laughs) Quick math. (laughs) (laughs) And what did Derrick Henry do last week? I mean, I know he scored two touchdowns. The over easily hit. He went to town. 101, I believe, and he didn't even finish out the game. You're talented, Tom. I want to be like you one day, going to the Dominican, hitting my sleeper picks, being a doctor. I do my best. You got it all going on over there. All right, last two segments. The only One of the only things I have going on this year for myself is this Vampire League, and we got another win. We have secured the bye. One more win would put us at 11-3. and three. I'm almost. I'm really not getting cocky, but I'm almost at the point right now where like I, I don't know who to take. So, I took DeAndre Swift this uh, this past week. He'll just be a bench guy for me going forward in the playoffs. Next week, I'll go over the whole squad. We'll talk about the Vampire League a little bit more. But that brings us to our last part, and it is our trivia. So continue to interact with us. Thank you guys for the ones out there that are answering us, sending us Twitter messages, Instagram messages. Last week, the question was, what's the biggest day for ordering pizza statistically? Tom was stumped after the show. I think it took him six things to six chances to get it. The answer was Halloween, everybody. Biggest day. Nobody wants to cook. They're eating like crap. It was Halloween. This week's question. Tom, have you ever seen the movie The Patriot? No. You are un-American, and I hope you don't return to this country. For everybody else out there who has seen The Patriot, which should be about 90% of you, your question is as follows, because I'm watching it in class. Which of the 13 American colonies does the Patriot mostly take place in? Where is the Martin family from? Which of the 13 colonies? Tom, you know what a colony is? No, please tell me, Mr. History Teacher. You're joking, right? Yes, I'm joking. Okay, lovely. Please stay after class, Tom, for a short lesson on that. (laughs) All right, great lesson. Tom, hope you have a damn good time in the Dominican Republic. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We really appreciate you. Thank you for joining us. Give us a five-star rating if you're listening. We wish you the absolute best of luck in week 14, and we'll see you next time on the Fantasy Injury Team Podcast. 